Okay, we're live on AW Radio. It's the week of February 5th, 2024. This is It's News to Us. It's Eddie and Jason here with you, as always, with the top headlines. What's happening mm. in the world? So much to get to, Jason. Uh, so much. I know. Every week, there's just so much going on. Well, uh, King Charles, he announced a cancer diagnosis. We'll talk about that. Also, at the U.S. Supreme Court, the legal drama over Donald Trump's ballot eligibility turns into an episode of Law and Order Presidential Unit, whatever that means, AI, thank you, uh, mm. thanks to a long-forgotten constitutional clause. So, you know, we're on the edge of our seats waiting to see if insurrection is a no-go for presidential hopefuls. And a tale of teenage tomfoolery turns serious when a 17-year-old's swatting spree asleep uh, goes uh, goes awry. Mm. Mm. And uh, there's a sleep apnea machine that is killing people. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> All right. We shouldn't be laughing, but uh, it's just that's it's the whole reason why you wear one of those CPAP machines is so you don't, you know, die. And then uh, this is, that's a terrible story. It was really bad. Yeah. And uh, then we also have a guest, Jason. Ooh, we're going to bring on a designer, illustrator, writer. His name is Jeffrey Everett. And he uh, works under the alias rockets are red. And this guy has done a bunch of designs for bands like social distortion, floggy Molly, Foo Fighters, Jason Mraz, Flay of the Concords, Lou Reed, Iggy pop, the bouncing souls. I mean, this guy is just a staple in the punk rock scene. He's done, you know, like, uh, like posters for concerts. He's done other illustrations for bands. And he, al- he also now has an exhibit at the punk rock museum in Las Vegas. So that's why he's coming on. Going to talk about the new wow. exhibit. That's awesome. At the Punk Rock Museum. So I bet he has a lot of stories. I can't wait to hear some of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be really interesting. Looking forward to talking to Jason Everett. A lot to get to on It's News to Us. Uh, Don't forget that you can follow us on social media where it's news to us on all the social media platforms. You pick it and uh, come give us a follow. Say hello. Okay, where's the stupid thing? There it is. I always lose it at the start of the show. There it is. Welcome to the United States of America. Global woman, radio exercise, imperialistic wrongs, and animal rights news. IW Radio. It's news to us. I didn't realize how hard it is to cut a hole in the side of a house. Yeah, they're they're usually, I mean, if it's a good house, they're multi-layered thick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, for the past two weeks, I've been working on cutting a hole in the side of my house. I feel like, uh, like Andy Dufresne from Shawshank Redemption trying to get out of his jail cell because <laughs> it's like a chip piece by piece. Slowly. He's but, in like a hole punch or what's going on? Well, at first I, I thought I could use just, um, well, first of all, the reason why I'm cutting a hole in the side of my house, or I already did over the weekend, but it's, it's all, it took me two weekends to cut a hole. That's really not that big at all. It's if you were to take a dollar bill and fold it three times, it's like smaller than that. And it took me, wow. took me 
because you're right. There's so many layers. On, I didn't realize it'd be that hard. So at first I started out with a drill and I was like, okay, I can just drill a few holes and then maybe, you know, get, uh, get in there with some sort of a, a saw and then just mm-hmm. kind of cut it. And then I yeah. realized very quickly I needed a power saw. So I had to go get a, uh, a jigsaw, a power jigsaw from home Depot. Oh, so I, it was a combination of that and also just an ax. What? Yeah, I got an axe and I, I was just beating. No, I did, yeah. At at no, one point didn't. because I could not. It was the the side of the this it is so thick. The side of the house. I was going through like five layers to try to to put a little hole in the side of the house. So that way I could hang a light. Essentially, I was trying to hang a light. Wait, how accurate are you and wielding that axe? <laughs> I mean, I had some room to play with. I didn't have to stay in my lines exactly because it was going to be covered okay. by uh, so, but you know, I, there was a couple times where I missed. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really was a combination between jigsaw drill and, and just ax. <laughs> just an ax. An ax. Just gonna, I'm just going to use an ax. I'm done. I'm yeah. done with this. Yeah. Wow. In total, it probably took me like three hours to put a hole in the side of my house. Oh man. I'm not a professional. I'd, you should have reached out. I would have helped. What would you have done? How would you have cut the hole? Cause I, I just, I used to, I would have stood back and had a beer while watching <laughs> you do it. Well, the, well, I made the mistake of, uh, you know, the first weekend I attempted this, I was like, you know, this is going to be really easy. I think I'll have a, a Coors light while I do this. Yeah. And, uh, I realized like that, that idea went out the window very quickly. Cause I was like, I cannot be doing this even with two sips of alcohol in me. Cause this is pretty intense. So, um, <laughs> yeah, th- this is not a project where you're, you're drinking beer. I, I, I had to approach this one completely sober to be safe. Cause I have, I have a, an ax and a jigsaw and there's, uh, there's a lot, a lot involved and wiring. I had to, some electrical wiring involved and you know, the power needed to be turned on and off a couple times. And but Did I, you I, do it code. What's code like uh, building code. What, it, how would I know? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I probably decreased the value of the house by like uh, 50% by putting my, in my, my own hole in the side. But I, yeah, in the end, it works. I have a, I have a light that turns on and off by itself based on where the sun is in the, in the sky. Oh, that's awesome. And <laughs> did, when did you complete this project? Yesterday. So we yeah. still don't know how the hole is sealed. So until we get moisture, you may or may not have a leak. Well, uh, part of the, the light fixture has a, a, a weather seal. All right. So I'm hoping that'll hold up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, anyway, that was, well, my, good job, that was my adventure. That was my adventure. Good job. Yeah. I, I thought about calling because I thought you would have fun helping me do this, but I was, but I knew that you were busy. I was like, so I didn't want to bother you, but. Oh, um, I would have had fun. I, I probably wouldn't have helped. I would have had a, a beer or two and I would have critiqued you <laughs> the entire time and criticized you I, I, like a true American. Right. And I do have to say there is something really fun about using a, a, a jigsaw. That's like a power jigsaw and, and just cutting a giant hole in the side of a building. Something. 
Yeah. I don't know. Like, even though I, the whole time in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm probably messing up and you know, yeah, it, it all worked out though. It all worked and out. And you got a new tool. Now, now yeah. you got to figure out another project to use it on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, how's everything with you? That was my adventure over the weekend. Wow. Sounds like a fun adventure. Everything yeah. is uh, okay your, with me. Your daughter's not feeling well. She has COVID. Hmm? Yeah. Thanks for disclosing that. Is that, yeah. oh, is that a private medical? Uh, sorry. I don't know. HIPAA. Could have been. HIPAA. Could have been. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a HIPAA violation. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I hope that she feels better. And I just wanted to, I wanted everybody listening to give your daughter good vibes. All right. Appreciate it. That's all thoughts and prayers. No, she's going to be fine. Oh. She's going to be totally fine. Oh, she's, yeah. She's healthy. That's she's resilient. She's a trooper. And, um, that damn COVID. Are you worried about getting it? I was, I was wondering, are you worried? Cause you did not get the new vaccine. You know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen at this point. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not overly worried about it. What is it? 93% of Americans have not gotten that new vaccine. Everybody's an anti-vaxxer oh. now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hmm. interesting. I had no idea, but now the CDC has a new message. They say, yeah. the, don't roll the dice. The next time you get COVID, it could be the worst. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> no, you're going to be next, fine. Next time you cut a hole in the side of your house, please call me. <laughs> so I can criticize you. I'm not criticizing you. Ah, uh, you might be. I'm not 93%. Nobody got the COVID vaccine. I'm, I'm like literally the only person. I don't even know. I, I mean, I, <laughs> so I was a tracking bug from Bill Gates. You had no idea. I really understand why nobody wants to get it. I totally, I, I, I get it. Like the next day you feel like absolute garbage. Who wants to do that to themselves? Huh. But if the alternative is like, you know, and worse, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I had time to do, I, I, I actually enjoy the day after the COVID shot because it forces me to slow down and I, and lay in bed and not feel guilty all day and watch TV. There you go. You need those days, man. You do. Okay. We have a lot to get to before our guest comes on news. So roundup. much. I know. Here we go. It's news to us. News roundup. The news roundup. Okay, a lot to get to. And the news roundup is again brought to you by our good friends over at Every Plate. Every Plate wants to hook you up with $1 steak for life. Yes. Head on over to everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code 49 news to us. Subscription must be active to qualify and redeem $1 steak. But head over there. You'll get a meal for $1.49 plus $1 steaks for life. Again, everyplate.com slash podcast. Enter code 49 news to us. Okay. Uh, where should we dive in here, Jason? A lot to get to. I don't know that we're going to be able to get to all. We might have to do like a, a speed version of the, of the news roundup. What do you think? Let's see how many mm. we can get to. Cause you, you pulled a lot of great stories. I was going to add some here and I was like, wow, you covered it all. You covered, covered it, it all. all. There's so much to get to. King Charles uh, think- has been diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, very interesting. I don't know if you followed, um, but a couple of weeks ago, King Charles had some medical procedures um, and uh, treatments being uh, conducted, and um, his diagnosis has nothing to do with it. But they did found an anomaly during those that uh, 
treatment and uh it turns out he has an undisclosed type of cancer ah well our thoughts and are with, with long live the king down with the monarchy yeah. actually <laughs> but you know we don't well, like we don't we don't wish harm on anybody even though i don't agree with the monarchy fair but uh, the king has uh, already begun regular treatments um, starting today, and he's postponing all public duties during the treatment pro- process. Is it too hard um, to sit in a moving car and then wave your hand? Is that too too difficult? It might be. It might okay. be. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be the royal family or exactly what they do, but... That was it. That's all I do. Yeah. Well, but, get uh, well, yeah. King Charles. Yes, get well or... Thoughts and prayers are with you and long live the king and to all of our British friends. We hope that have a, have a cup of tea in his honor, please. I have a cup of tea right now. Yes. Okay. We're having a cup of tea in the king's honor. Okay. What else is going on? Oh, this story, you know, is still developing where the Supreme court is getting ready to hear arguments this week in the case from the Colorado, from Colorado, if Trump can be on the ballot or not, the uh, the, the lawsuit was brought on by Republicans. By the way, that that is never mentioned in this story when they, people bring this up in news articles. Mm. Have you noticed that? Interesting. Nobody, nobody I did not notice. Nobody that. says that ever. Even like when mm. I watch that that uh, ultra liberal MSNBC. If I turn that, they don't even say it. Huh. I have not seen that. I, I'm going to trust that your uh, your sources are accurate, but I have not seen that either. It was something like four Republicans, one independent. Wow, voter. That's interesting. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So what's going on here? So we're looking at the Supreme Court hearing arguments this week in the case of Colorado and the Trump va- ballot. Why is my Siri is going off on me? Did I say Siri? I did not say Siri. Mm. Anyways, technology. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Jill Habig is the president of the nonprofit public rights Prote- uh, project um, is set to argue before the Supreme court that DJT should not be, or should be disqualified from the 2024 election uh, based on section three of the 14th amendment, which prohibits individuals who engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the U S from holding office. Ah, uh. Mm. Um, the, she has filed a amicus brief on behalf of historians arguing that section three of the 14th amendment, uh, applies to DJT's role in the January 6th insurrection. Mm. Now I do want to cite my sources, Jason. This is from the Washington post there. Is, this is the, we're looking at, uh, an article. The title is the 91 year old Republican suing to kick off, to kick Donald Trump off of the ballot. Her name is Norma Anderson, and she is a former GOP legislator. And she's among the Colorado voters who have challenged the Republican frontrunners candidacy. There she is. Republican. One of a couple that brought this on. Well, 91. I- 91. She's still <laughs> and she's still she's a Republican. What? She's still fighting. Oh, it cut out when you said fighting and it sounded like you said something else. I was like, what? Huh? It's like she's still in. I'm like, huh? Okay. huh? Uh, anyways, 
Yeah, but the, this brief is led by historians Jill Lepore of Harvard and David Blight of Yale, which cites okay. historical debates indicating that senators intended the provision to apply broadly to leaders of future rebellions. So the argument yes. against this is that this was intended for Confederate, uh, the Confederate generals and armies back in the Civil War, and that doesn't apply. That's the stupidest goddamn argument I've ever heard in my life. Well, that's what the Supreme Court's about to hear. The Colorado Supreme Court ruled saying that uh, the Trump violated Section 3 of the 14th Amendment and suggested he should be banned from the ballot. So Colorado's highest court already ruled in this. So now it's left to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, that'll be something we'll be keeping an eye on. We'll probably be talking about that next week. Oh, yes, absolutely, because they are. Uh, at, we have talked about this story before, but the fact that it is now being argued in front of the justices on the Supreme Court is the developing story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the Grammys were over the weekend, and did you watch any of the Grammys? I did not. I was busy last night running around getting stuff for my daughter. Okay. Yeah. Well, did you watch the Grammys? I normally don't, but I did. Yeah. I turned it. I watched, oh, you did. I watched like the, the second half of it. I watched, oh. I watched Miley Cyrus perform flowers. It was great. I think she's awesome. I like Miley. I watched, yeah. uh, I watched Billie Eilish and Phineas. They amazing performance. That was really good. And Jay Z got on stage and he had kind of a, a weird, acceptance speech where he brought his daughter on and complained that she wasn't the recipient of best album and Beyonce wasn't the recipient. Oh, I thought he was talking about his daughter. No, I'm pretty sure he was talking about Beyonce. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, yeah, but that's not even the biggest, the craziest thing that happened. Killer Mike was taken in handcuffs after winning three Grammys rapper, killer (laughs) Mike, the cops just waiting outside. (laughs) No, they took him from inside. Oh, they went inside? They went inside and walked him out of the arena. Why did they do that with Will Smith? When he slapped uh Chris Rock? Chris Who knows? Rock, yeah. So what's what is yeah. the you know, all I have seen on this is the headline, but what what is he being charged with? Yeah, so uh this uh he was arrested on misdemeanor charges related to a physical altercation at the seven hundred block of Chickhern court. Um, he was uh, booked and then later released on $0 bail, but he was escorted out of the Grammys after he had won best rap song, best rap performance and best rap album for 2023. That's pretty gangster. <laughs> Dude, right? That, he's got street cred. Wow. All right. Interesting. Yeah, but it's crazy though. Like he, the, the cops went in and you know, we're, we're going to take you now. And the fact that it was a misdemeanor charge and they didn't, he didn't, it didn't require bail. I don't know. It just seems kind of, yeah. Maybe they didn't need to do that. Right. Maybe they didn't need to arrest him and escort him out of the Grammys. Yeah. I mean, maybe they, maybe they're having a hard time nailing this guy down. Maybe he has been sort of evading or something. I don't know. And I don't, they knew I he would know, be there. I have, maybe. 
But mm. I guess we'll we'll hear more about what exactly uh, happened in that altercation um, that warranted a misdemeanor charge against Killer Mike. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, but that is that is gangster. Absolutely. Okay. What else? What uh, else? Fossil fuel yes. industry is known of climate danger since as early as 1954. I, this headline really grabbed my attention. Yeah, is that around the time where they started the propaganda campaign? Well, I guess they probably started the propaganda campaign, what, in the 80s or 90s, saying that you better recycle in order to reduce carbon CO2 levels. It's all your fault that you're not recycling your Coke cans, and that's BS. Because (laughs) most of the pollution comes from the fossil fuel industry, and they know this. And they've known it since 1954. Yeah, they they funded a, a climate science uh, research on fossil fuel, and back in nineteen forty fifty four, which included Charles Keeling's early research, which is known as the Keeling curve, that has been charting the rise of Earth CO two levels. They invested money into researching this. They found data, even back then, that CO our fossil fuels were attributing to co2 levels and they kind of just said oh yep we're if we don't pay attention to it it won't happen essentially hmm just don't pay attention to it yeah it's interesting uh it shows that uh the investigations uh from the major oil companies that that they conducted with their own research uh they saw that the consequences of burning fossil fuels um, would increase global heat. Wow. And they've known this for so aggravating. 50, 60 years. But then they look at how much money they can make and they're like, oh, look at all. But what really pisses me off is like, is this money really worth it when you're destroying the environment? How are you going to enjoy that money? It's like they don't even care about their own family. Yeah. They just care about where their next vacation. Yeah. I mean, they don't care uh, about their own bloodline four or five generations on. They're like, oh, yeah, they don't know them. It's just it's yeah. just so shady and greedy and disgusting. And I don't know how anybody could do that. It takes a real sociopath, I think. Yeah, it really does. And so the funding for this research was... That uh, came from 18 different automotive companies, including Ford, Chrysler, General Motors, as well as the American Petroleum Institute and Western Oil and Gas Association. And with this document and um, the research coming to light, it is, you know, there could be legal liability for these companies mm-hmm. regarding the climate crisis and um, causing damage. And who knows? You know, we may see them having to pay, you know, penalties. I mean, well, it'll be a long time before that happens, but it, it may, they may have to pay penalties. Mm. And, I mean, crazy. how, how big of a penalty could they impose on something like this? I don't know. We'll probably, like, they're probably gonna get a slap on the wrist. This could be like a yeah. hundred thousand dollars or something for a multi-billion dollar corporation. Uh, okay. Well, let's take a quick break enough. and then we'll bring on our guest, Jeffrey Everett. He's a designer, an illustrator, a writer, really interesting guy. He's worked with all the bands we play on Adobe Radio. 
and has a new exhibit at the Punk Rock Museum. He'll be joining us in just two minutes. We'll be right back on It's News to Us. Don't go anywhere. It's News to Us. Adobe Radio. Okay, we're back here live on Adobe Radio. It's News to Us, and we are very pleased to welcome our guest, Mr. Jeffrey Everett. He's a designer, an illustrator, a writer. Under the alias of Rockets Are Red, Jeffrey has crafted designs for bands like Social Distortion, Flogging Molly, Foo Fighters, Gaslight Anthem, Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, Bouncing Souls, Newfound Glory, Day to Remember, and more. And he now has an exhibit at the Punk Rock Museum in Las Vegas. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you for having me. Came running in the door just to see you all. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate that, man. Yeah, thanks for coming on. This is awesome. So um, I know that, you know, this is primarily a radio show and a podcast, but we're looking at a little bit of your work right now that everybody can go check out at rockets-are-red.com and love your work. I know that I've seen it around. I mean, I think everybody's seen your work at one point or another. I mean, it's I had no idea that you did uh, work for the COVID response with Dr. Fauci. That's really cool. It is. Uh, he's probably the biggest rock star that my mom knows. So <laughs> she was she was very excited about that. Yeah, it's like I've worked with Lou Reed, and my, my mom was like, "Who?" And I was like, "No, not the Who, Lou Reed, Velvet Underground." <laughs> um, and but yeah, none of that mattered. I've worked with like bands that have sold out Radio City Music Hall, and again, it was like. How delightful is Tony? I'm like, he's adorable. <laughs> you just want to pick him up and hear him swear. So so you actually worked with him in person then? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's um, really cool. Well, I mean, it was COVID, so not in person. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, a couple times. But uh, yeah, like I would be in like Zoom calls and with like 30 people. And my studio is in my basement. And one time right at the beginning of the pandemic, we're, you know, talking about, you know, how to save the world. And like my cat fell through the drop ceiling. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, I kind of just did like the, like look <laughs> over my shoulder and I'm thinking like, I'm safe. Nobody saw that. There's like 30 people in here. It's a, like a flash of black dropped behind me. <laughs> All of a sudden I hear like, Mr. Everett. Did a cat fall out of your ceiling? <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, Dr. Fauci. Mabel fell through the ceiling. Is Mabel okay? Mabel's fine. <laughs> okay, good. You know, and then like right back to the to the meeting. And it was like, oh, Dr. What? Fauci knows that my cat exists now. So what a nice guy feel. to check on your cat's well-being. I guess once you're a doctor, you're always a doctor. And you just want yes. to make sure everyone's yes, okay. Are. So you grew up on the East Coast, primarily in D.C., correct? I grew up in the middle of nowhere, butthole, Massachusetts. Ah, okay. And I I moved to D.C. in 95. Okay, okay. I've been here for like ever. And you, during that time, went to a lot of of punk rock shows, and you got to see some of the greats play. What – do you remember the first punk rock show you went to? Uh, the first show, the first punk show in DC that I went to was unwound 
was seven seconds. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty awesome. My first hardcore show was at the Safari Club with Damnation AD. And it literally like scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> it was just, I mean, Massachusetts has like the finger pointing hardcore. Damnation was like the lights were out. There was a blue strobe light. Mike Maternan was wearing a hockey mask with fake blood on it while they had a loop of a girl screaming before the song No More Dreams of Happy Endings kicked in. And when they find like when it finally dropped, it was like a tidal wave of like skinny emo boys, you know, finger pointing on top of Mike. And I remember just being like in the back of the club. Now there's like a, you know, a hundred feet of empty space in front of me. And I just was like, I don't know what's going on here. This is terrifying and a quasi religious experience all at the same time. Oh yeah. I think that's how it goes. when you go to your first show like that, it's you get that adrenaline rush and it's like, you don't really understand what you just saw, but at the same time you do on a visceral level and you want more of it. You just want more. You can't stop. Yeah, and this is at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So <laughs> I like that. Cool. This is this oh. is nice. I can get a lovely dinner afterwards. <laughs> I wish. Well, like, I wish that they had shows at three o'clock now. Though, as I get older, I'm like that would be amazing if I could just go to a show at three o'clock. You know, and I, I saw at five. Slayer. I saw Slayer play, and they ended at like ten thirty at night, and it was like the greatest thing ever. I was like home and in bed by eleven. <laughs> and I was like, can we do this more often? Is Slayer becoming more family friendly? I appreciate this. <laughs> so uh, now we're looking at some of your event photos. We see the Descendants on here, Rancid, Childish yeah. Gambino, Foo Fighters. This is all part of your portfolio. Anybody can go look at it right now. Rockets-R-A-R-E-Red.com. Love this work. This is really cool. There are a few people out there who do similar work. I believe there's one. His name is Lindsay something. I, you probably know who I'm talking about. But what was your what's your main inspiration for this style? I so I have always considered myself a designer more than an illustrator, and <laughs> primarily because if you ask me to draw a bicycle, I won't be able to do it. But, you know, all of this really springs forth from, like, the work of, like, Frank Kozik and, you know, Andy Warhol or, you know, Lincolnstein. You know, like, the real bright colors, the pop art style. And I think what makes my work special is, like, just taking a look at the Frank Turners that you have there. It's like... He's playing in Asbury Park. How can I make Asbury Park a part of his piece? How can I make the 930 Club in D.C. a part of his piece? I try to really incorporate a personal story or a personal touch or something very specific from the band into the posters so that if you're a fan, you will get it. 
And if you're not, you just will think, oh, that's that's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, this style, you know, I think it's uniquely my own. You know, there are a, a, a few people who have tried to replicate it, but, you know, they've never they've never succeeded. So, right. Right. I mean, this, I, is, I, this is great. I, I love all of this work. It is just so cool. This is the kind of stuff that I would want to hang on my wall and just, I, uh-huh. I do have a lot of similar pieces like this, but uh, yeah, you have just a really unique style, the way that you, like you said, you capture the venue and the the color palettes that you're using. And it's just, it's just very, very cool. I, and right now you have an exhibit at punk rock museum. What, how did you pick to what to put up there? I mean, but that'd be really hard to decide. So yeah, I have done over 400 concert posters. Right. So like I just put out a book called let it bleed, which you can find on my website. And that has 350 posters wow. and even just edit, edit. Like I, I have literally done posters. I have forgotten existed um like you're just going through the files and you're like oh i did work for this band um i worked with a great team at the punk rock museum lisa johnson the incredible photographer helped go through and curate uh the work mona at the punk rock museum did the same and you know there were pieces that i didn't consider that they really fought for uh, like I did work for no FX now, granted fat Mike, you know, runs the punk rock museum. And I was like, well, maybe we should do this one instead of this one. And they would talk about, you know, why it was, this one was more relevant than that one. And so, but yeah, it was a long, like two or three month process. And I think at the end of the day, we have about 40 posters up. Wow. And even then I walked through it and I'm like, we could have added this one. We could have added that one. And it, and it goes like my entire career is represented uh, in it. So it's, it, it's really amazing what the museum did. Is it difficult though, to look at some of your previous work? Do you think, Oh man, I wasn't as good as I am now, or I really wish I would have done this differently. Oh yeah. Like putting, putting the book together in this exhibit together is like looking at your diary of like past girlfriends and just being like, Oh God, what was I thinking? (laughs) Oh, that was terrible. That was a bad choice. You know, just, and it's like over and over and over and over and over again. Now, the thing with that is that I will point out things internally and other people just won't see it. They'll just be like, Oh, that's great. You know, like I was signing books this weekend and like I, I, I was just drawing over and over and over again in people's books. And I, I wanted to apologize for like devaluing their book. It was <laughs> like, I'm, and they're like, no, we love this. This is great. So it's just, you know, I think every musician goes, well, yeah, if I had to redo that record, I would have done it differently. So it's just, you, you know, whatever mistakes there are, it's, you know, happy little accidents for somebody else. And you just kind of go, cool. You know, I am always about what's the next piece. What's the next thing I can do. What's the piece you're most proud of. Do you think at this point? Oh, 
man, I don't know. It's like choosing between my my two kids. I bet. Um, yeah. I I'll, I'll do kind of a cop out answer. I did a piece for the Gaslight Anthem, and uh, it was done as a charity piece for uh, Hurricane Sandy. And th- I think that raised over $54,000. Oh, nice. Very cool. And it was, and it was one of those things like we originally were going to just do a hundred posters and they sold out in like just minutes. Wow. And it was one of those like, Oh, people care, you know, like this means something for people. Uh, and then we did another release. It just kept it open edition for a week. And we ended up selling like another four or 500 copies. So that's cool. That's probably my most recognized one. Um, Is that on your website? Gaslight Anthem. I don't know if I, if we see that one on here, it it, it is, it's buried in there. I was told not to put everything on one page. (laughs) Um, It could be under illustrations. I don't know. Yeah. We'll start Um, poke around more in there, but it, it really is like, you know, you were showing work for against me and I did like a triptych for them. And I'm like, really proud of that one. You know, really proud of this. You know, like those girls against boys ones you're scrolling through like girls against boys is my all time favorite band. I named my company after them. And so to be able to work with them and then have those posters sell well, to have those win so many awards was just kind of a uh, yes. I I haven't you know been wasting my time over the last twenty years. Oh no, yeah. Go ahead, Jason. Oh yeah, I'm just curious. How long does it take on average to create one of these posters for you? Um, I have done. I typically say a month. It's about two weeks to get the idea to get the concept down and then about a week to do it. And then about another week with back and forth, you know, make the name bigger, make the frontman's face larger, you know, whatever. Um, That said, I did a four poster set for social distortion in four days because it had to get done in four days and yeah that one right there and i think it came out amazing you know those were four long days and at that the took end, you four days oh my god <laughs> that's four ins- days. did you sleep well, at all during that that's how did you how'd you do that you know adhd medication and uh you know clean energy drinks will will bring you far but um <laughs> You know, so I got it done in four days. And then Mike Ness was like, yeah, I really like these. Can you change the uh, motorcycle to the one that I own? <laughs> and can you change the the car to the one that I own? And then, you know, can you change the guitars <laughs> in the window? And, Uh-oh. you know, you, you you say, yes, I can. Yeah. Because it's Mike Ness. Right. And, in, and inside, you're like, yes, I'm breaking open another case of, uh, of energy drink. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you cannot say no to Mike Ness cause it's Mike Ness, but at the same time, it's like, you're probably annoyed, but also you can't really be annoyed cause it's Mike Ness, you know, like, yeah. 
and and so these are hanging up at the punk rock museum okay and it's interesting the reaction because like you know right now you're looking at a jpeg on a screen and people will go and like look at them and then start seeing all these little details you know in the piece and it really is like one of my goals is to make work that captures the band but also the fans will get a lot out of because ultimately that's who you're serving right you want the band happy but it's the fans who are going to buy these right and so people you know when these are up people will sit there and stare at this you know for five six ten minutes and start pointing out like oh the cat's in the window oh there's a cat on the other building walking over to them Oh, there's a dog looking out the window. Oh, this flyer says something. So it's all about, you know, adding those little tweaks that are not noticeable immediately, but that really, you know, add some depth and some life to these pieces. How does the business side of this work when you when you create this these pieces? Because I would imagine so the the venues involved in some of these, and then the the band, and then you is how does that all work on the business side? It's like the wild west, you know. I one I always work with permission. Like I don't ever want to create work for a band and then have them get pissed off. Yeah. Um. So I've done so I've done work for directly with the bands and the management. I've done work directly with venues who loop in the band. And then I've also just, well, I guess that's the two ways to do it. And I've done work where they pay me up front. I've done work where um, I'll work with like a curator. Like I work with a company called Garage Land and they will curate tours. So like Cypress Hill or Social D with Bad Religion are going on tour. And he'll be my main contact. And so it, but it really is like, sometimes you get paid and you don't even see the poster printed. Sometimes you get paid very little and you're handed a stack of posters as payment. And in cases like that, it's like, you really want to make sure your poster is great or you're not going to be able to sell in any and make any money. Is that where you so make most of the money is on, on the back end is from fans that buy it on your on the online store, or do you make more from the actual commission of the piece? I tend to bet on myself that I'm going to do a, a poster that somebody's going to want to buy. And so I've had people go, Hey, we'll pay you $500 for the piece, or we'll give you 50 posters. And I would rather have the 50 posters and be able to sell them for 50 bucks each or 40 or whatever and potentially make so much more money. Now, Mm -hmm. that money may not be there right away, but over six months, I can, you know, I can make, you know, double, triple what I was initially offered. Well, that that, that, uh, Dr. Fauci lowballed you at 500 bucks, I gotta say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. I got paid well for I, that. I'm one. just kidding. But yeah, um, I hope you I hope you're getting paid well. I like to see artists get fairly compensated for the work because a lot of artists get taken advantage of. Did you find yeah. that you were when you first started, or are you still getting taken advantage of? How are you in that regard? You know, I'm at that point in my career where 
I can turn down work. Um, and I'm really happy about that. Um, it's difficult to have longevity in any type of artistic endeavor. Uh, so the fact that I've been doing this for 20 years, you know, I think speaks a lot. I mean, I went and saw Iggy pop in April and you're just like, dude's been doing this for what? 40 years. Yeah. And he's still selling out venues and still putting on killer shows. And ultimately it's like, that's what I want to be doing is just having a long career creating artwork that I'm proud of. Have I been ripped off? Yep. Have I had experiences I have not been proud of? Yep. Did I have a mental breakdown outside of my house when I had a manager threaten to kill my entire family? Sure did. Jeez. But what that what was um, that story wow. all about? What, what? happened? Yeah, wow. Oh, man. No, 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 no. I I had to I had <laughs> oh my to God. I had to sign some some NDA okay. some NDAs after that one and I got a nice payout. You know, there so, are a lot of dark people in the industry, but I hope that the the creative people and the positive people outweigh that because that I hate to hear that. You you know what so I was really nervous about going to the punk rock museum because it's kind of like the truest of the true are there. Mm -hmm. And honestly, great people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Bat Mike is, you know, he has a reputation that follows him, but he really is a sweet dude. If you get to know him and he cares about everything that the punk rock museum is doing in Las Vegas, everybody needs to go there. And the, the different exhibits that they, they put in and the people they bring through like yourself, everyone is carefully picked and curated and a lot of thought goes into it. They want to do it right over there. They really do. And it's a growing museum. And what I mean by that is just, there are always going to be institutions that can be better. And I find them to be fantastic now and I'm excited to to see what they keep building and what they keep doing. You know, some people will be like, Oh, they don't have enough of X or enough of Y. Well, yeah, because they just started. Yeah. I think they're like only a year old or something. They, they haven't even done a full year and I've been there twice in the last year. And the first time compared to the, the previous time it was, uh, 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 you could tell they've been putting a lot of work into it. It was even better the second time. So I, I know you're, you're right. It's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. And the exhibits are going to get bigger and better. And um, we were just actually looking. So how often are you doing guided tours? We were just looking at a photo on your Instagram page of you giving a guided tour, talking about your pieces. How often does that happen? If anybody wants to, to do that with you. So I was there Friday and Saturday Okay. Uh, doing two lectures. And then on Saturday, I was there for like six hours doing a zine workshop with Shauna Kenny, who's also part of the exhibit Mm -hmm. um, and helped a woman when she passed out. uh, Cause that's the kind of boy scout that I am. (laughs) And so right now, so I live in DC. I am back home. I slept 
11 hours last night. Good for you. Uh, that sounds awesome. Thank you. I envy you. Great. I right now, potentially I'm going back there March 16th and 17th when okay. flogging Molly's in town. And we're going to have a, like a giveaway contest. I'm doing the poster for flogging Molly's tour. Cool. Uh, so it's going to be just kind of a nice conglomeration of cool stuff. And I'm going to be given like two more tours and it was packed. It was packed there. And it was just fun stories talking to like college kids and high school kids and being like, yeah, if you're persistent, you can make money and have a career doing art. You just have to take it seriously. That really is the coolest thing about it. I, it's got to be really rewarding when you're talking to people that are younger and they're so bright eyed and they just want to, they want to learn and they want to, the, there are so many, there's a world of possibilities in front of them. And then to have someone like yourself, give them motivation and tell them what it's like. That's really what the punk rock museum is all about. You go there and you don't, you can walk in any day and it could be uh, your favorite artist there hanging out doing guided tours or someone like yourself, you could be someone's favorite artist. I'm sure you are many people's favorite artist, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, that's, sure. that's really the neat, unique experience about it. It's so cool. Yeah. And, and honestly, I walked through the museum about three times when I was there and I noticed new stuff every single time. And it was new stuff that made me go, damn, like, that's really cool. Uh, like, I can use this somehow. So, yeah, I I highly recommend anybody from Vegas going in there, make it a destination. Yeah, and you know, people are there nonstop. I know the Super Bowl is this upcoming Sunday, so a lot of people are going to be in Vegas. Anytime you're in Vegas, make the Punk Rock Museum part of your, your fun, because not only, I mean, they even have a... a a little bar and they, what is that? Do you know the drink that they have? That's in the Pringles can. What is is that? Like the Fletcher, the Fletcher Fletcher drink, the Fletcher. Yeah. I think it's rum and diet soda or something in a Pringles can. And then you get the Pringle chips on the side and it's uh, is a tribute to one of the uh, OGs of warp tour that used to walk around doing that. But it's just like every little, every little thing has some sort of meaning, which is really cool. And it's curated and run by the top people in the industry. It's, it's really a a cool experience. So, um, it's gotta be an honor to be involved in it. I would imagine. So very cool for you. I, I even got tattooed when I was there in the museum. Oh yeah. You can get a tattoo there too. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yep. I get? shout out to Sean. He gave me a, he gave me a quick little itcher on my arm and nice. uh, to, to commemorate it. And uh, yeah, my kids were laughing the entire time. Can you show it, it to happening. us? Can we, is it, are you able to? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see. If, I think it's still bloody. Let's see. Yeah. Right there. Oh. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all uh, it's, it's covered up with like the the stuff so it's all yeah but it just says tprm with three little x's in there nice for the the show yeah love that love that well uh one final question for you you know it is an election year and i know that in a lot of ways you believe that art can serve as a form of activism and social commentary so 
Do you plan anything for this year in particular? Here's my cop-out answer. Anybody who knows me knows who I'm voting for. I cannot do a (laughs) political poster because my statement is like 10,000 words. Mm. It's not a, it's not a bumper sticker. Like Shepard Ferry has like, has like gotten that whole thing down. So I don't even want to compete in that field. But uh, I always say that my work, a lot of it is just discussing empathy and compassion. So you should look at this election and every election with empathy and compassion. So you're a Trump guy, huh? Oh, yes. Huge. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. Big Trumper yeah. over here. All right. Well, well, yeah. Uh, you know, when you, when you work, when you work with Fauci, you know, yeah. the, the Trumpers, <laughs> they really love you. They, they oh, write yeah. you. They write you such pleasant DMs. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you get a lot of just beautiful emails and, and DMs and just a lot oh, yeah. of positivity think, coming from that. I think my block list is longer than my follow list. <laughs> well, thank you for putting yourself on the line to make those those posters happen, though, because that's a, it was a, a noble cause for you to do that. I think so. By the way, are you updated on your vaccination? We were talking about this at the top of the show. Did you get your, uh, cause 93% of Americans have not received the current COVID shot. I am up to date on my vaccinations and my flu shots and all of that. Good for not you. Because, not because I work with Fauci, but just because <laughs> it, it sucks when you get COVID on a flight and you don't yeah. want to deal with it flying home definitely yeah that's i guess that's the main reason why i keep up with it also i don't want to die you know um and I, know. I believe in science too so you know details yeah you know, i have like a really good life insurance policy oh, no, you told, shouldn't announce that i don't know why yeah, you're saying I, that i told my kids and they were just like really <laughs> uh, so I, don't, I don't let them behind me when i walk down the stairs now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeffrey Everett, find him on social media. Rockets are red on Instagram. We were just checking out his Instagram. If you uh, want to go give him a follow and you can see every, uh, all the information about the punk rock museum is there. The exhibit is now active. So go check it out and go get Jeffrey's book. That's also available wherever at your website it's probably the best place to get it right or is it available at uh do barnes and noble stores still exist i don't think so they they do but they don't carry cool books like this okay this is two punk rock for barnes and noble and you can get it at rockets-r-red.com get his brand new book and we appreciate you coming on the show and hope you have hope you have a how, how long is this exhibit at the punk rock museum it will be there until March 17th. Okay. So there's plenty of plenty time. Of time. Yeah. If, if you're planning to go to Vegas anytime soon, please do stop by the punk rock museum and Jeffrey, I'm sure we'll see you there at some point. Yes, you will. Thank you all very much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure talking to you. You as well. Yeah. Come back again sometime. I will. All, all right. right. Have a good night. All right. You too. Thank Take you. care. We'll be right back right here. It's news to us. It's news to us. IW Radio. We're back live on IW Radio. It's news to us. It's Eddie here with Jason, and uh, that was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah, uh, I really like his artwork. I want to hang some of it on the wall. I oh. want some of the artwork that uh, he has posted, but it's not available in his store. Uh, uh, I'm sure. Well, we have his email, so we should email him and he'll probably hook up whatever you want. Yeah, maybe we should get him to do one for us. I know we should. Actually, I was kind of thinking that. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be too cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, go he's check out really cool art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Rockets are red on Instagram. Okay. Well, should we get to a couple of fun things? I think so. Yeah, we we missed yeah. out. The, there was so much news. Uh, we'll have to roll that over to the next show, probably. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of terrible things that happen by next time we're on. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Taylor Swift is going to be at the Super Bowl. <clears throat> and that's angering a lot of people. Huh? not me. Does this anger you? No, I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't understand why people are so upset over that. It's so stupid. Taylor Swift is ruining my NFL. Really? Uh, looking at yeah. a, a pretty girl is ruining your NFL experience. How's it ruining it? I don't. A uh, woman, pretty woman. Excuse me. Uh, uh, I think that Taylor Swift threatens a lot of insecure men because she's hot. She's successful. She's a billionaire. She's talented. And she's dropping a new album next month. That's right. That's right. Well, here is someone on TikTok. TikTok. Flipping tick top, flipping the script on NFL fans who complain about having to watch occasional cutaways of Taylor Swift cheering for Travis Kelsey during football games. Hey, I'm feeling really angry and upset right now because I was just watching the Eras tour. I was literally just watching the Eras tour. I wanted to see Taylor Swift perform. And for a total of 20 seconds during the whole like three and a half hour performance, there were like 20 seconds where it showed fucking Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. And it's just like, it's, I was like, what? He was there, like, supporting his girlfriend and cheering for her. And I was like, I don't even understand, like, what he's doing there. And why is it showing him? Like, I just don't get it. And I just. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We get your point. We get your point. <laughs> Valid point, though, you know? Oh, yeah. I would rather watch, see Taylor Swift than a stupid other cutaway of God knows who. I know, you know, like what are, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone's a Swifty and here's a TV weatherman working Taylor Swift lyrics into his forecast, his weather forecast. Here we go around tomorrow. Now, as far as river flooding, there's not much you can do to mitigate that, but when it comes to street flooding, those storm drains are crucial. They need to be free of debris. That's why I keep my side of the street clean so that those leaves and acorns don't really get into the storm drain. One last round of rain coming our way, but I think after this wet week, we've earned some good karma, and in this case, karma is the breeze in my hair on the weekend. That front brings a dry breeze on Saturday. All week, we had to think about planning our day around the rain. Now we can relax. Karma's a relaxing thought right the rain is out of here notice how this line of storms goes from more of a linear shape to kind of bowing out flexing like an acrobat a little bit as it goes through louisiana i've been forecasting weather he catching he's subtle all man you catching all of them in there yeah <laughs> he's very subtle yeah that's awesome good for him 
Good for him. Hope he gets that's a that's a good weatherman. The local ME over there, wherever he is. I hope that he is. I, uh, yeah, he's not doing the stupid like, "Ooh, I'm gonna dress up as something for Halloween," or he probably does that too. But yeah, I don't know why you're making fun of Al Roker. You don't, you don't have to throw him under the bus. Hey, Al Al Roker is a national treasure. God bless Al Roker. I wish you he remember were our seeing weatherman. him in hurricanes and like he's getting blown around out there. I know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one more here. This one I thought was pretty funny. So at a preschool, there's a little girl. She's probably like four and she keeps cursing in front of other kids at the preschool. So the teacher at the preschool and the mom got together and said, if she ever does this, you know, I don't mind the kid cursing, but I understand you don't want my daughter to curse around all the other students. So just take her somewhere private and just let her get it out of her system. So the teacher brought this four-year-old into the bathroom and just let her let loose. And this, and the mom approved of this and said it was okay. Mm. So, so here, here we go. Oh, be careful. All right. Now listen, this is the teacher talking. We've had some issues with cussing. Okay. We are only going to cuss in the bathroom. Okay. okay. We are not cussing anywhere but in the bathroom. Yeah, so the teacher brought the little girl into the bathroom. And we are not going to get the finger anywhere but in the bathroom. Because we can't teach our little friends that we're doing this. Okay. Okay? So, Mommy said it's okay for for you to do this in the bathroom. Okay? That way you don't get in any more trouble and we can move forward. Got it? Yeah. Only in the bathroom. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> this is just something that you're gonna be allowed to do funny huh oh my god that poor girl what does she see at home that's what i thought by the way is your audio coming out of your speakers yeah it might be (laughs) i can tell it's okay um all right that's all we had anyways so thank you thank you to our guest jason or jeffrey jeffrey everett jason is the co-host yes Yes, thank, thank you. That's Eddie. you. Thank you, sir. I'm excited for thank you. Our 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 daddy uh, in the news industry, John Stewart, to return. Papa, Papa oh, News, Papa. <laughs> yeah, John Stewart's going back Papa. to the Daily Show next Monday, I believe. Papa's right, coming home. Papa's home. He's coming home. He's <clears throat> well. He's competing against us for uh, the news on Mondays. I know, yeah. Mm. I mean, let's be honest. John Stewart a- was our biggest inspiration for this show, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And he's, I think he's a big fan of ours. Oh yeah. He's only doing it on Mondays. Just he's like a, us. He's a huge fan of the show. He writes in every episode yeah. and uh, John Stewart. We love yeah. you too. Sorry. We, we never have time to yeah. get back to this guy. Cause he sends us so many emails, but John, we love you too. And, and break a leg on the daily show. You're doing God's work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And real quick, thank you to every plate. Get a meal for a dollar 49 plus $1 steaks for life. This is a really good deal. Every plate. If you're looking for a meal kit service delivery system, where you get all of your meals shipped to your doorstep. Don't have to think about meals. Every plate dollar 49, get a meal for a dollar 49 plus $1 steaks for life. Every plate.com slash podcast. Enter code 49 news to us. Subscription must be active to qualify and redeem $1 stake. Okay. That's it. That's it, Jason. Any final words or are you, uh, you're bowing. Jason's giving his bow bow and oh, Eddie, yes. what are, who's your pick for the, to win the super bowl. I mean, I, th- I think Casey's going to win. Okay. So that's where I, if I were to, put all my chips onto one. I'd say Casey. How about you? Uh, yeah, I think Casey is going to win as well. Not rooting for it, but I think they they have a better quarterback. They've got a great quarterback. They've got a good team. Good coach. Yeah. But you know, if the 49ers lose though, it's not going to look good for Shanahan. That'll be all right. Going to have to fire him. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't think so. Don't think so, sir. Anyways, that'll be fun. It It is interesting that. I'm, yes. Yeah. Sorry to. No, 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 I, no, no. I mean, uh, go they ahead. Have Shanahan. They have, they have Kyle Shanahan as the coach. Yes. Um, his father was the head coach of the Broncos. And right. they, they also have Christian McCaffrey, uh, who his father was a wide receiver, Ed McCaffrey on the Broncos. So it's kind of interesting, kind of cool. Have you noticed Bronco the, the, the NFL has connection. a lot of nepotism? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if that. Yeah, I don't know about that, but. I mean, don't you think it's because my daddy has these connections? I can get this job. Um, I think it's because if they're around the game that, you know, either they're going to be a skilled athlete or become a coach because they're around it so much. If they have a passion for it, if it's around their lives, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily nepotism, but I don't know. Can you name five different cases of that in the NFL? Shanahan. Okay. Kelsey. I gave you two. Kelsey. Yeah. I got the Kelsey brothers. They're brothers. They're that's not <laughs> nepotism. Well, you get one brother in uh, the, the, uh, the Mannings. Look at them. They're a nuisance to the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And welcome to the United States of America. Global woman, radio exercise, imperialistic wrongs, and animal rights news. IW Radio. It's news to us. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. It's going to use an expression... We have to keep our country gay, but it's not, I mean, for some reason, 